This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, January 29th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Hemp is legal. CBD is legal. And at least federally, tiny amounts of THC are legal in hemp products. With that as the backdrop, what's the best way to end the federal prohibition on the cannabis plant more broadly? Former journalist Jim Higdon is author of The Cornbread Mafia and co-founder of Cornbread Hemp. He says the devil's in the details when it comes to regulation, but there is a way to end cannabis prohibition without needless federal regulation. You own a company, you co-own a company that produces CBD products. So uh, what was the market opportunity that uh, was created uh, for you to be able to have this business? Sure. So, uh, right, I'm the, I'm the co-founder and co-owner of Cornbread Hemp. We make USDA certified um, CBD products here in Kentucky. Um, what gave us the opportunity to start this business is uh, the farm bill changing the definition of hemp to only be um, any cannabis plant with a THC uh, level of below 0.3%. So that was a radical change in definition, and that brought out a whole section of uh, the cannabis plant um, out of the Controlled Substances Act jurisdiction and put it under the control of the, of the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture, legalizing the hemp plant once again. Um, and and this this THC level thing becomes very important because 0.3% is in the sub-basement of THC levels, but it's not nothing. And that uh, 0.3% THC threshold really opened the door for uh, cannabinoid hemp production uh, like we uh, use for our CBD products at Cornbread Hemp. Um, Never really happened before. I was, uh, as a cannabis journalist and cannabis book author in the space in 2013, 2014, when the first farm bill passed, um, I was on the front lines watching all this happen, or I guess in the bleacher seats. Um, No one, or at least I, had no concept of uh, cannabinoid hemp production, CBD oil, uh, as a as a market then um, in twenty thirteen twenty fourteen. It was only after the passage of the first farm bill that uh, cannabis geneticists went to work on uh, creating strains of cannabis that were legal by the THC threshold standard. So the farm bill opened the door because it was a non-zero percentage of THC that was allowable in hemp. Right. It was a uh, 0.3% is in the sub-basement of, T- of THC levels, but it's not absolute zero. So uh, cannabis went from a, a 100% illegal to 99.7% illegal. And that uh, hemp-derived THC um, and other cannabinoids, when when Congress defined hemp only by its THC threshold, that legalized all the other cannabinoids that the cannabis plant produces. Uh, and, and the next on the list of dominant cannabinoids after THC is CBD. And geneticists in the cannabis space went to work creating strains of cannabis that essentially flipped the ratio of CBD and THC so that there was a high levels of CBD and very low legally compliant thresholds of um, 
of THC, and that created the CBD oil industry, uh, what seemed like overnight. So by 2015, there were companies here in Kentucky and elsewhere in America making uh, a whole lot of CBD oil, and uh, consumers and customers were, were lining up to get it. Now, the market for CBD products, or I suppose, uh, as you would say, cannabinoids that are not THC, uh, that derive from the, the cannabis plant, it's been described as the Wild West. Correct. And, and that is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that is because there is almost no regulation on it whatsoever? Well, you, uh, it's correct to say almost no regulation. Is you, um, we at Cornbread Hemp have solved this problem of finding our regulator. Uh, the FDA, uh, the, the the CBD industry thought when with the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill that the FDA would come in behind after legalization and uh, issue regulations in 2019. And a lot of CBD companies' projections were based on that. Uh, larger retailers, uh, groceries, pharmacy chains, they won't deal in uh, CBD oil, ingestible CBD products until there's FDA regulations. The CBD industry anticipated those regulations coming in 2019. Those regulations never came. Uh, 2020 came and went with uh, the same thing. No CBD regulations passed. Of course, the FDA in 2020 had its uh, eye on the on another problem. And so we're entering 21 with a similar time frame. It doesn't look likely that the FDA will issue regulations this year as it remains focused on vaccine rollout as its priority probably should be. Uh, so um, we're in a world where there are no uh, baseline regulations for CBD products. Uh, at Cornbread Hemp, what we did to solve this problem is we worked to get our our products certified organic by the USDA uh, organics program, which has a very high standard, uh, well above what any standard the FDA would end up issuing regarding uh, um dietary supplements, if that's where where it goes. But the uh, USDA organics program has a very high standard to ensure there's no contamination in any ingredient along the supply chain and that all the labels and, and, uh, and information is accurate. Okay. So with all that as a backdrop, despite the fact that your business is uh, built on CBD products that have very low THC uh, in them, you uh, are an advocate for the ending the federal prohibition on marijuana. In fact, also a lot of states have prohibitions on marijuana as well. Uh, so in terms of strategically trying to get from here to there, uh, you and I had a discussion a while back that you thought, and I thought this was very interesting, the using the, the, the farm bill itself as the vessel through which a steady legalization of essentially THC could occur with while also avoiding a whole lot of regulation that a lot of federal agencies would like to put on this. Sure. So for generations at this point, advocates in the cannabis space for legalization, uh, marijuana advocates had left the hemp advocates alone. The vote hemp people, the the uh, the people involved in just regulating at the what the, what they called at the time industrial hemp, which is no longer uh, a term. Um, as the industrial has been dropped. But advocates for industrial hemp and advocates for marijuana were essentially separate. Um, and they didn't get in each other's lane. But now that hemp is legal, and we, uh, the business that I'm in is on the legal hemp side of, of this, uh, you know, this wall between legalization and non-legalization, uh, it seems easier to legalize full cannabis 
uh, by pushing on the hemp side um, because of all the pitfalls that may be associated with um, how states have gone about legalizing uh, medicinal and recreational cannabis uh, when you try to do that at the federal level. Primarily, I think also as a former journalist, uh, passing a standalone legalization bill just seems impractical and improbable in a dysfunctional Congress to pass any sort of standalone legislation. So having a, a big uh, must-pass, must-move bill like the Farm Bill to tuck a provisional one-pager inside of this, when the entire prohibition on cannabis uh, dangles by one line in the Farm Bill that restricts the THC level of hemp, you change that THC level or you eliminate it entirely, then all cannabis is legal. The only thing is that we just have to start calling it hemp. So let me make sure I understand the strategy of legalization correctly, and that is raise or eliminate the cap of THC that is uh, placed on, on hemp products over time or, or immediately. Yeah, over time or immediately. Either of these, either these are an effective uh, 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 endgame. Um, right now, it's, so it's about uh, changing the definition of the word hemp as the federal government understands it to be. Uh, hemp, as the federal government understands it to be, is legal. It's not under the jurisdiction of the Justice Department. It's under the jurisdiction of the USDA. So n currently, the definition of hemp is any cannabis product with a Delta 9 THC level not exceeding 0.3% by dry weight. Um, all we have to do is raise that. All we have to do is raise that number. Um, and in the banking bill in the last session, uh, Senator Crapo of Idaho proposed raising that level to 2%. And uh, Senator Crapo is one of the most conservative senators in the Senate. Uh, Idaho is one of the most conservative states in the nation. If they're willing to give us 2%, we should take five. There was a, uh, I guess you'd call it a pot vaping scare, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, where uh, people who were purchasing will be generous and call them gray market products, uh, that is vape cartridges that had THC uh, in them. Uh, but some genius decided to use the uh, as the carrier of that THC uh, vitamin E oil that when vaporized and inhaled uh, causes some pretty severe lung damage or can and ca cause some really serious problems. And so uh, a lot of people were using this to make the case that uh, one, vaping is bad uh, and two, uh, legalizing marijuana is bad. Well, vaping may in fact be bad. That's not my place to say. Um... It's in, in more than just the vitamin E, I should say, uh, there's also the risk of um, bad disposable vape cartridges uh, could cause heavy level, he heavy metal contamination. Uh, so let's set that aside. I know there's other ways to vape besides the disposable vape cartridges. But regarding bad cannabis products in the supply chain, uh, this is a product of prohibition, not a product of legalization because we have a spotty uh, legalization system in, in America where some states are legal and some states aren't. Most states are legal and a, f and a few remaining laggard states are not. The uh, cannabis products available in some prohibited places are diverted cannabis products from legal states. This is obvious. Like Colorado and California are sending pounds and pounds and tons and tons of marijuana products into prohibited states. This is just what happens in a marketplace uh, but what happens is that because these states that have legal uh, cannabis operations have um, testing schemes in place, uh, cannabis products that don't 
that aren't going to that aren't going to pass muster under those uh, state tests um, that are bad for whatever reason. Those are the products that, that get diverted into the black market and sent to prohibited states. So the spotty prohibition scheme in America is what makes the cannabis supply chain uh, unsafe and potentially hazardous. It's not cannabis or legalization. It's prohibition that's bad. Jim Higdon is co-founder of Cornbread Hemp and a former journalist covering cannabis issues. And now, a thank you for a podcast sponsor, Vern Meyer. Thank you for your support of this podcast and of the Cato Institute. Our work promoting individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace just would not be possible without supporters like you. Again, thank you. You can subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.